into the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh my gosh, that's me. Time to talk now. Hello, my name is Glenn Beck. I'm the host of this lovely program, along with my my crazy sidekick, hey! <laughs> Stu Regeer, hey! who is a producer and a writer and really not much help on this show, but no, he does. Don't even stuff. like the show. <laughs> so he's just like you. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, program. We're going to talk a little bit about border, uh, the border and what's happening in Texas and who is being a helper on the border. Really? Who's because they're so great. So great. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Another plane full of another plane full of illegals is leaving Texas. I, is it a Boeing plane? It's a uh, just let, let me hear if I see here. Yeah, it's trying to start and get that Boeing plane. There. <laughs> Give it more gas. All right. Anyway, we'll get into all of that and more here in the next few minutes. I'm a big fan of the free market, and I think people who founded this country understood that the best way to exist in a society was to strive toward a balance of freedom and moral responsibility. I try to use my freedom wisely. I try not to take it for granted. I, for one, like if I were, uh, you know, let's say in charge of the GOP uh, in Arizona, (laughs) and I got a call from back east, I wouldn't try to bribe a candidate. You know, I wouldn't say, hey, listen, I want to have a conversation and this never happened. And here's a bag full of cash and jobs. What do you say you take those and just kind of disappear for a while? I don't know. I don't think I'd do that. But some do choose that. Now, Patriot Mobile, I don't think any of the people would do that either because their their mission statement as a company is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedom and to glorify God always. They are the first American Christian conservative mobile phone company. Why aren't you with them yet? They're going to save you money. They're going to give you exactly the same coverage because they're on the same cell towers as everybody else. And they have affordable plans for your budget. Excellent coverage, top-notch, U.S.-based customer service. Just call patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or patriotmobile.com slash back. All right. Is that plane taken off yet? I don't... Those Boeing planes are... They're really good. They're really good. And I'm, I think everybody at uh, Boeing should be very, very happy. Um, anyway, uh, Todd Bensman is with us. He is the author of Overrun. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a book about the border. Uh, he's also f- with the Center for Immigration Studies Senior Fellow. We had him on, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him, do you, have you heard, because we had just seen evidence that the United Nations, Doctors Without Borders, and a couple of other organizations we're actually printing maps and and giving instructions out, printed instructions, how to get to the United States from Central and South America. And I thought this was just incredibly awful. Uh, the Red Cross was involved. He said, I have something on that. He's back to tell us about it now. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, and yes, um, I do have a, I have a piece out in the New York Post. 
yesterday and a longer version of it at cis.org. The United Nations has been very accommodating on this question of how they are assisting, aiding, and abetting the mass migration crisis to our southern border by publishing their budget for it. Uh, They just published it on December 29th. It's uh, an open record. It's uh, online. I've got links to it in these pieces, and I analyze it. It's a 130-page document that is for 2024. It's what they're going to give in 2024. They envision, in short, $1.6 billion in handouts Uh, from our southern border south all the way to the uh, cone of South America. Okay, wait, wait. Wait, 1.6 billion just in 2024? Just for 2024. Because I know in 2022 they started at half a billion, and then they went down a little bit to 450 million in 2023. In 2024, they're going to what? 1.6 billion, uh, because obviously demand is uh, higher. Uh, you've got a policies at the border that are attracting, you know, millions of people from all over the world. So they've got to accommodate that. And the $1.6 billion includes, for example, $327 million for cash debit cards and cash handouts along the way. Uh, that'll be um, uh, given to uh, immigrants deemed especially vulnerable, but, you know, I've met a lot of them who have these debit cards. They'll pose for me for photos and videos with their debit cards. And uh, there's nothing particularly vulnerable about any of them. I mean, a lot of them are full grown men, young men. Uh, some of them are families, uh, et cetera. The, and what do they use also, these d- debit cards for? You can use it for food or I mean, what are anything you want. You mm-hmm. can go into a, a store in the area. These are going to be this. This is called cash based assistance. It'll be given to about six hundred and twenty four thousand people uh, in twenty twenty four, according to their budget document. They'll also be very helpfully providing what they call humanitarian transportation assistance. Mm. Uh, this is for uh, to help them cross borders. They know that uh, most of these folks are illegal, that they are unauthorized, that they're crossing borders without permission, that they're in countries without documents, but they don't care. Uh, they're still going to give humanitarian transportation for that purpose, including all the way to the U.S. border. Uh, they'll be passing out tens of millions of dollars in food, in uh, shelter, uh, shelter and rental assistance uh, vouchers uh, for something they call protection to help ensure that, you know, the cartels can't get a hold of them, that they can pass fairly uh, safely uh, through all of these countries. Uh, they want to help in total for 2024, 3 million uh, illegal immigrants as they cross wow. in fifth in 15 different countries of Latin America and the Caribbean. Uh, and they lay it all out and they, they also, um, are using, uh, to help them divvy out all of this aid, 248 NGOs. They're all named in the document. 
uh, I offer in my piece um, a link to their uh, to the list of who they all are, and they also even go so far as to provide a very helpful interactive public tool where you can search around and pick out whichever NGO seems interesting to you and you can see what they're doing and how much money they get and what they're doing down there. And they're U.S. NGOs, they're international NGOs, uh, 248 of them, 15 UN agencies are involved in the handouts. Um, they increased the, num the number of NGOs uh, by 20 this year. So they're really flocking in to get a piece of this. So how much is the United States, the taxpayer, giving for this particular project without us even being asked or known about it? Well, the United Nations is, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the United States is the UN's biggest donor every year. We give money to them through the State Department, through Congress, through the White House. Uh, we provide, uh, you know, billions of dollars to the UN uh, to fund this one. The UN this year is actually uh, changing their model. They're they're going to a direct directly to the consumer, asking for individual donations. You know, like a political campaign. You know, we're looking for twenty bucks here and there uh, to raise you know their billions of dollars to help globally all of this, including the ones that are coming to our southern border so okay so that that's in 2024 yes. but um you point out in your article that we already have paid as they paid in the last two years uh 765 million uh i'm sorry in 2022 we gave 391 million so we're we're paying for at least half of this Right. It's, it gets very opaque, Glenn, about how the money flows what through the UN. Surprise. <laughs> right. You're, you're not going to be able to put a FOIA in to figure out exactly which of our U.S. dollars went to what programs. They, it, you can't really get a handle on this anywhere. I mean, I know uh, congressional offices that have been studying this for a couple of years now, and they can't really get a handle on exactly the how the money flows but you know we can uh i think reasonably assume that if the u.s is uh providing most of this the un's annual budget that you know most of this money that's getting spent down there is coming from the u.s treasury okay can you can you help me out on another story today that i um i find amazing by the way Find all of that information uh, from Todd Benzman, uh, and and uh, you can find it on the article is called United Nations to Hand Out Hundreds of Millions in Cash to U.S.-Bound Immigrants in 2023. The uh, part That's part one. Part two is uh, also found at CIS.org, CIS.org. Um, again, you have Doctors Without Borders. You have the Red Cross. And as he said, hundreds of NGOs. What are we doing? Why, why would you give to the Red Cross? Why would you give to Doctors Without Borders if this is what they're doing? N no, thank you. I don't want them handing out maps to show people how to get here to America. No, thank you. 
Anyway, um, there's another story out that (laughs) we're asking ourselves, gee, how did these drug cartels get their hands on American military weapons? You can't buy these on the market. You know, there's no there's no uh, gun show loophole for cartels to get a shoulder fire rocket. How do you suppose these cartels are getting all these American military items? So I've done a lot of reporting on uh, the armaments of cartels and how they get them. Uh, the, the, the kind of weaponry that you're talking about is most likely coming from uh, depots in Central America that are filled with arms that uh, were provided, you know, usually on a secondary market or, you know, that, that were provided by the United States over the decades. A lot of it's older stuff, but it's, you know, Central American governments still have uh, these weapons. And also uh, the Mexican army has these weapons that we give them. And there is, there is some, there is some pretty good reporting that uh, Mexican uh Soldiers and officers uh, that who are corrupt are selling weapons out of their own depots to the cartels. So that's that's two ways. But listen, they have weapons from all over the world. They've got Israeli weapons, Galil uh, machine guns. You know um, the the Israeli Galil, which is uh, you know a, a fabulous weapon. Uh, but they also have. Um, you know, weapons from uh, China. They have hand grenades from China. They've got uh, lots of. Um, uh, they have they have uh, mines. Uh, they have, uh, and they make their own weapons too. Uh, they make tanks. They build their own tanks. They build their own tanks. Uh, is, out is, of yeah. Is there any good news on the border? Is there anything that is changing? Anything that is helping? Anything? Well, I just uh, published a piece about uh, two or three days ago, also in the New York Post, uh, where the the Mexican government has decided all of a sudden, after shuttle diplomacy with the Biden administration, mm-hmm. to uh, clear out thousands and thousands of migrants, rounding them up and putting them on buses and airplanes from our border and shipping them down to their southern border with Guatemala and holding them there. Uh, those those scenes that we saw just a few weeks ago of 10 and 12 and 15,000 turning themselves in over our border every single day, uh, that those are, those are over now. But it's for, uh, I believe, a political reason for the Biden administration, sure. for the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the Mexicans doing a lot down there all of a sudden that they never did. Uh, for example, they shut down all the freight trains uh, for to migrants and they're blocking and guarding the depots. Uh, they ha- are bulldozing migrant camps. Uh, they, uh, and, and, and really uh, clearing them out. Now the numbers are still at five, six and 7,000 a day, which is just catastrophic. But uh, those are being less covered in the media. Like, when did you see, when was the last time you saw Fox News drones uh, down there? I mean, everybody's kind of right. gone away in January. Right. And 
that really is the policy objective of this administration. Singular policy objective of the administration is to just get rid of the big congregations that make for good media, uh, to just get rid of the clumps and break them up uh, so that nobody sees them. I don't know what Mexico is getting for all this. They've asked for $20 billion. Uh, I'm going to guess that they're getting some of that or that they will soon Mm. get some of that. There's a lot of diplomacy still going on Mm. high level between Mexico and the Biden administration, but don't be fooled by it. Those people are down there. They're coming one way or another. They're going to be coming. Todd, thank you so much. I appreciate all your hard work uh, on this. You can find his stories at CIS.org or the uh, New York Post. Uh, You can find the latest story, United Nations to hand out hundreds of millions in cash to U.S. bound immigrants. Um, Thank you. We'll continue this uh, conversation. And we're also going to talk to the head of the Texas uh, Department of uh, what is it? He is the. Uh, Lieutenant of the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety. He's down on the border, and he's going to tell us what Texas is doing uh, in just a few minutes. First, relief factor. Now isn't the time for you, me, or any of us to be anything less than fully aware of what's going on and diligent in the fight against the things that are destroying our country. We need you in the fight. But that can be difficult to do if you're constantly living with pain. Pain takes you out of the game, robs you of your focus and your ability just to enjoy life. Believe me, I know I used to be there until I started taking Relief Factor. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain by fighting inflammation. 100% drug-free and developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit, and 70% of them have gone on to order it again and again. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start. It's 1995, comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back Guarantee, so why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, relief, relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. The border crisis is beginning to play out like a spaghetti Western. Texas lawmen are standing lockjawed and toe-to-toe with the bandits that have no reverence for the law whatsoever. But in this Western, we're, we're we're not waiting for the feds to come in. The federal government are the bandits. Supreme Court just voted five to four, enabling Joe Biden's goons to continue to let massive waves of illegals invade our country on tonight's Wednesday night special. I have Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick in studio. Where does all this end up? Where does what does Texas have up their sleeves in this Wild West showdown? You'll hear directly from the Texas government tonight as they join me in the Mercury Studios for my Blaze TV show uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. Uh, I previously called this an invasion. It is. And if Texas fails, so does the entire country. Fully funded, well-organized, globalist plan to move massive amounts of people all over the world. Why? Well, we just told you about the United Nations and the Red Cross and smaller NGOs right here in the United States. Tonight, I'll show you all the documents they're hand-delivered maps they give out in South America and what happens when they arrive at the border. It's infuriating. It is shocking. And everything hinges on the next move between Texas and the U.S. government. 
whomever wins will determine whether this country remains the one that you and I grew up in or not. Don't miss tonight, a Wednesday night special, 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV, 9.30 uh, Eastern on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. The secret network helping Biden fuel the border invasion. Again, that's tonight. If you're not a subscriber yet, would you please subscribe? Use the promo code Glenn30 and get $30, $30 off your annual subscription. That's for Blaze TV+. Plus. It is a great price and a ton of information comes your way. Use the promo code Glenn30 at... Uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. As usual, Glenn suppresses the show before him as Stu Does America, also available with that Blaze TV subscription. Subscribe now. Glenn Beck. American made. There is a reason that term has always carried a lot of weight with uh, consumers here in America. When you know something is made in America, every piece from the ground up, you know you're getting true quality, a product with true merit, made by people in this country at a fair wage. That's what you get when you buy American Giant clothing. Every stitch of thread, every metal rivet, every drop of ink made, and it's all assembled here. So you're not just buying really good clothing. You're investing in the process that will help save our country. We need to get back to that independent spirit of American manufacturing and American made. American Giant is doing their part. The cotton, the milling, the cutting, the sewing, all done here. And it comes with American quality. You can buy cheaper, but you'll get cheaper quality. And it's all made by workers overseas that aren't paid a living wage. Or you can buy quality that will last for generations and help us rebuild our country. Buy American at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use my name and get 20% off your first order. Studios America and some other shows available with blazetv.com slash Glenn. The code is Glenn30. You'll save 30 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're uh, hoping the... uh, Head of the uh, Department of Public Safety is uh, going to be joining us from uh, Texas here. Talk, talk to us a little bit about what they did yesterday. They doubled down. Uh, Texas, Ken Paxton came out and said, we're going to protect the sovereignty of Texas. Well within the, the law, too. Uh, yeah, it, it's not defying any orders. No. That They just can't do anything if the federal government snips the wire. But the, the Supreme Court didn't say anything about Texas. It said, uh, you know, everything about um, um, the feds. They can go in and cut it. Okay, go for it. Um, There's a couple of things that we should uh, talk about uh, in the meantime. One, uh, Donald Trump won handily last night. It was interesting to see how the polls uh, started to come out. And they always say, look, there are these counties that haven't yet come in and they're going to be heavy Haley or they're going to be heavy, uh, you know, Trump. It didn't say that CBS, which is the only, for some reason, the only thing I could get yesterday uh, was. uh, Were you in prison? I was trapped. I really was trapped. Don't ask me, but I was trapped. And uh, so I'm watching it on CBS and it says basically, you know, it's, it's pretty close to a tie. She's within four or five points. 
Well, no, that that's not what it was. I mean, she was, was that close for a while in the reported results. But but if right. it was really four to five points, there's no way they call. And I will say this: they didn't call it. Oh, they CBS didn't. CBS did not call it. At Almost that. everybody did call it immediately which yeah. is quite the statement honestly yeah, i was surprised they didn't drag the drama out a little bit longer well, no they wanted to make sure that haley looked like a victor that was only five points away that's not that's well, not was or i mean that trump was a victor but haley was right on his tail yeah but why would they announce why would they call the race for trump immediately you could keep they it call open it for trump immediately but because you want that narrow spread you want people to see it at that that narrow spread mm. and then go away Okay. Well, maybe, okay. maybe that's true. I, I mean, to me, it just seemed like it wasn't even a contest because the second the polls closed, they were like, okay, we got it. Call it. Yeah. You know, like that's when they have information like that, what they know is it's a blowout. Is. It's not a five point race. They know it's not a five point race. Uh, I know that, but that's, so that's CBS might've been just, uh, yeah, they were, I mean, they're all calling it. That's the number you see. And you're like, oh, wow, she did a lot better. No, still 11 points away. All right. We have the, um, uh, we have uh, our guest on. He's uh, made it on, thank God. Uh, it's uh, Lieutenant Chris uh, um, Olivares. He is with the Texas Department of Public Safety. Lieutenant, welcome to the program. Uh, yesterday, Texas kind of just doubled down, did we not? Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Glenn. So, yes, uh, you know, great to be with you and, of course, your listeners. So, uh, as you mentioned, yes, uh, you know, uh, state of Texas, you know, we're not backing down. You know, Governor Abbott made it very clear that the fight is not over. Uh, with this whole situation at Shelby Park and Eagle Pass. I just got back from Eagle Pass last night to kind of get a you know, rundown of what's happening and what's going to take place with this whole Supreme Court decision. And nothing has changed, at least on our end, with DPS and National Guard. Uh, we're still continuing with operations at Shelby Park. Uh, we still have restricted access to Border Patrol um, in that area. And in fact, you know, National Guard is installing more barriers, more uh, Constantino wire, more fencing along the river, uh, to make it more challenging and try to discourage illegal border crossing. So um, Texas is not backing down, and we appreciate the support uh, from everyone in Texas, you know, as far as supporting what we're doing and what we've been doing for the last three years with border operations. So um, we're very thankful for that. They they claim that uh, you are, and I love this, that you're making it more difficult for them to do their job. Um, but I'm I'm not sure what their job is if, you know, razor wire and fencing which is built to discourage people from coming, coming across the water. I'm not sure what their job is. How, how is this well, you know, harm it, it, holding them back from doing their job? Well, it's all, it's all in a narrative, you know, Glenn, really, I mean, they're just trying to, they're trying to portray, and I say they, I'm talking about the federal government and even some of those that have been critical of Texas, uh, really trying to create this divide between, you know, federal agencies and the state, which, you know, they're trying to create some type of conflict that's not that's non-existent. You know, we still work great with Border Patrol, all the rank and file agents. Uh, the relationship has not changed, but it does not make their job difficult, uh, for one, because we have soldiers, we have state troopers that are at that park that are working along the river. They can respond to situations. And if they come across people, you know, any type of illegal immigrants, whether it be a family or child, um, they still turn them over to Border Patrol. So Border Patrol is still able to respond and process those individuals. We want to focus on those single adults that we are arresting right now for criminal trespass. Uh, but this whole concept that it's going to make their job more difficult, I mean, that's inaccurate. I mean, we looked back in December at Eagle Pass. We had the largest influx of illegal immigration that we've ever experienced in the last three years. Every single Border Patrol agent in that sector was pulled from the field 
to process people. You had secondary checkpoints, border patrol checkpoints that were shut down because those agents were used to process. So now you have this free-for-all for all the criminal activity for human smugglers to take place. So now by us actually taking over this area, it allows those agents to get back to the field to focus on that criminal work that they that they like that they want to do. They don't want to do administrative work. They want to be out in the field. Uh, I want to make sure that we're not passing on any disinformation, but I, I am surprised at our federal government for not tracking this down. There is a video that is going around, and let me play it. Cut four, please. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very wow, very easy. Okay, <laughs> soon you're going to know who I am. Now, there is, um, there's all kinds of things going around that, that say that this guy was in Guantanamo for, I think, 11 years and was released. However, we're looking at current pictures of the guy, and he's a lot older than this guy appears to be. Um, but I, I don't know. Has anybody run facial recognition on this guy? You know, I saw that video circulate on social media, uh, and I think that's, that really shows it's a clear example of the threats that are coming across our border, especially when someone is actually saying that you're going to know who I am soon. Um, those are the type of threats that we worry about, and that's the type of threats that, that are coming across the border right now that are exploiting the current situation, but yet our own federal government is not doing nothing to stop it. And, of course, when Texas steps up, you know, we're criticized for what we're doing because we want to stop that. We want to stop those public safety and national security threats. Just right, just just today, Border Patrol uh, released that there was there was over ninety six thousand known gotaways uh, since October first for this fiscal year. Those are individuals that have made it into the country right now, and we don't know where they're at, what their intentions are. And when you hear something like that from that individual in that video. That can only that can you can only imagine now the type of people that are in the country right now that have been able to get away and that possibly want to cause harm to our country. The threat is here, and I've said that you know numerous times. The threat's already here, um, and that's why it's so important to have border security. But again, it all goes back to the policies and the fact that there is no consequences in place to discourage illegal border crossings. Well, I just find it hard to believe that uh, our federal government has a video. We know they can run facial recognition. Uh, if he's in a database, if he's a known terrorist, why we aren't talking about that? Why the public isn't being told who he is and to keep your eye out for this? It just kind of, you know, again, goes under the wire and nobody seems to care about it. And, uh, you know, we have uh, we have enough problems. We don't need a terrorist attack on our shores as well. You're right. That's the last thing we need, right? I mean, of course, but now with this whole situation for the last three years and the number of people that have made it into the country undetected, um, those threats are real. I mean, that's a real, that's the clear reality of the situation. And it does go back to what the federal government has failed to do. And they could have changed this. They can change this, uh, but they still refuse to do that. And when you see videos like that circulating, they know the threat is here. They know those type of threats are coming across. But as you mentioned, has anything, has anything been done to identify this individual? Probably not. And we probably won't know now. Uh, maybe days, weeks later, when they actually find out this individual is probably, you know, wanted or maybe on the terror screening database. Uh, but by that time, it's too late. And that's happened in many cases. So that's why it all, it all goes back to having a proper vetting process in place. But 
that's not being done right now because the agents are just overwhelmed. Um, resources are strained. And that's why you see this constant flow of people coming across the border um, unvetted. Lieutenant Chris Oliveras, he is with the uh, Texas Department of Public Safety. He's a spokesperson um, and bringing us the news that Texas is not standing down and not sitting down. Thank you so much, Lieutenant. Appreciate everything you guys do. Appreciate you and the support. Thank you. You got it. Bye-bye. It's, um, it's just, it's, it's, it's beyond unbelievable to me. Uh, it, it's just, it's just beyond the realm of believability that we can have this kind of, uh, video and the federal government hasn't said anything about it. The federal government is not coming out and saying, Hey, he's a known terrorist Be on the watch for this guy. They haven't said anything. And this is the reason for, um, is it disinformation? Yeah, disinformation. Which one is the one that you know you're telling a lie? That's misinformation, right? I think it's. I think it's, I think it's have misinformation. These definitions in front of me because yeah. we talked about it so many so times. So disinformation is you're just passing something on. You don't. You, you don't have a nefarious, and that's what's happening. I don't know if anybody has a nefarious uh, reason for putting this out. He does look like that guy. I, my team, you know, and who are we to say? My team, we look at it and we're like, ah, I'm not sure if that's the same guy. He looks, he looks older now than that. Um, and, but it could be. But where's our federal government? Where is anyone who is actually paying attention to the things people care about? Why, why do we keep talking about how MAGA is so extreme? Really? Is it MAGA that is extreme? The one that's just saying, hey, I'd like some law and order? I'd like to make sure that terrorists aren't coming into our country. I'd like to sure that, uh, make sure that, you know, we're not enabling people to rape women over and over and over again as they're coming here. One reason why there's not so many women and children. Yeah, because there's a lot of men there. Some of them nefarious. And you have to go through the cartels. You want to send your wife? You want to send your daughter? I don't. God only knows what happens to them. So misinformation is false or inaccurate information spread without harmful intent. Disinformation is false information spread with the intention to deceive. So that is like, you know it's false, you're spreading it to deceive. Right. Malinformation is information that is some, is based on reality, but is still used to inflict harm on a person or, or organization or country or whatever. So I think you were talking about is disinformation which is an actual straight-out lie, or malinformation, which is somewhat true, but treated in the same way. So in my day, we used to just have lies. <laughs> okay? We had lies. Oh, you old-timey guy. Yeah, yeah. And we had lies of omission and commission, mm -hmm. meaning you knew what you were doing, and uh, you lied about it. Or you just didn't say anything, but that was a lie because you knew what the truth was. I think I, you know, I'm an old timer. Sure. But I'm pretty comfortable with just using lies or propaganda. Hmm? Which you boil propaganda down and it is lies. Back in just a minute. Very last words you ever want to hear at the pharmacy is, uh, sorry, we don't have any of that. There's a shortage. What? 
I've never heard that before in my life until like the last couple of years. Now all of a sudden I'm here. You, there's what? A shortage. What did, do I, do I live in Somalia suddenly? Now Jace Medical is there. They have a Jace case. Personalized emergency medication kit. It contains, just off the shelf, five essential antibiotics. They treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's customizable with dozens of add-on medications. And you can choose the ones that best fit you and your family's needs. Uh, like I can't, my daughter is allergic to one kind of antibiotic. It's one of the most commonly prescribed. She can't have that. So we could say, hey, we can't have that particular antibiotic. What's the, uh, what's the uh, next best antibiotic? You can add on options. Uh, you can, you know, get ivermectin if you have a sick horse, I guess. Uh, or you could get, you know, your medicine that your family needs and you can have a year's worth supply. You can go little ways or all the way. I like to have the medicine at my house uh, just in case things go wrong. I want to make sure my family is taken care of. JaceMedical.com. J-A-S-E Medical.com. Enter the promo code prepared at checkout for a discount. That's uh, promo code prepared. Jace, J-A-S-E, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. We're playing a little game off air. Uh, how do you, how do liberals, your liberal friends, how do they answer questions? Uh, there's a great column in the uh, Washington Examiner that that lays out six questions that we should ask our liberal friends. Uh, and let me go through them quickly. How exactly does Donald Trump pose a threat to democracy? Uh, why specifically? Not generalities. Why specifically do you hate Donald Trump? Can you name three uh, accomplishments of the Biden administration? And then there's subsections to that one I want to get into. And do you honestly believe Biden is mentally competent and Kamala Harris should be the president? Should be the president? Well, she's going to be the president if, I mean... If he steps down, if he steps down and if he's just deemed incompetent, which I think would probably, but you could get a two for one on that call. Maybe <laughs> I, we've been saying this for years mm -hmm. and uh, Joe just keeps chugging yeah, slower and slower, but he keeps chugging. Yeah, he keeps chugging. I mean, honestly, this would be so easy for them if they had a really good vice president, they could step in. It'd be so easy. It'd be cake. Right. But instead they picked such a, terrible terrible vp that they are stuck with joe biden at and, this point. and you know it's funny is this is this is supposed to help african-americans and women you just pick somebody because they're black and a woman and they're completely unqualified and that's supposed to make america feel good <laughs> i mean how about we just pick somebody who is qualified mm, you know interesting approach that's kind of a crazy thing the Glenn Beck Program.